Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mars is bright tonight. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard and former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the Flannel Wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours. What if I just kept changing my voice throughout the intro and I just kept going in different directions with it? Wouldn't that be crazy? Uh, it's Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Hiya. Schön, dass ihr da seid. Willkommen zurück to our little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. Come on in. This is the 23rd episode of Shell Cottage Radio in which we will discuss Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Chapter 15, The Forbidden Forest. Before we fire up today's chapter discussion, we will do our cottage catch-up quiz bill with maybe one trivia question question and expand our knowledge about magical and fantastic beasts <laughs> mars is bright tonight sweetie how are you doing yeah um i i think when mars is bright i'm doing well uh can i tell you something about astronomy that i know oh please so i think they call it and i'm gonna google it's just i wasn't planning on doing this um the saturn return so, so let me see yeah a Saturn return happens approximately every 29.5 years, the duration of Saturn's orbit around the sun, which means it lands in the same place in the sky it did when you were born, roughly around the time you turned 29. Oh so my gosh! So you are about to have, I hope you don't mind if I disclose oh, yeah. your age, uh, you little youngster, <gasps> but uh, yeah, you're going to come into your Saturn return. Uh, right? Wow. Isn't that interesting? Your Saturn return sort of means, um, yeah, it's, it's sort of, it could indicate, right, a person who crosses over a major threshold and enters into the next stage of life. So, oh. I used to joke around. Wow. I used to joke around that, uh, I kept, I kept, I told people for like, you know, two, three years, yeah, I'm going through my Saturn return. I just held on to that 29. <laughs> I was like, you know. Still going through the Saturn return. You know, just take my time. Take my time going through the return. Uh, but <laughs> I think it's funny. Yeah. 
So yeah, the first uh, Saturn return, a person leaves youth behind and enters adulthood. Isn't that amazing? We get to just be in our youth up until we're 29. Some of you out there didn't realize that, did you? I still think I'm in my youth, all right? I still think I'm a young old man. So You yeah. are. No, you are. I know. Thanks. Anyway, yeah, so we, we, we reference that because, again, we've got... Um, so, some of you maybe know more about the stars and the and the heavens and and how what all these you know your, your zodiac sign and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, uh, how do you say his name? Friends. For, I always say his frenzy. Friend, frenzy. 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 Um, frenzy talks about they're talking about the planets and, and viewing all that stuff, which we'll get into later. Remember Dumbledore's watch, mm. or was it his locket or his, what? It was the thing that <gasps> yeah his that watch we talked that about. Like, yeah, 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 we had that had all on the one of the EEs. planets yeah. and the dials and yeah. stuff. We assume it's planet, yeah. So yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy to think about. I wonder if he's checking, you know, for his. How many Saturn returns do you think he's had? Probably quite oh, a few. Oh, they assume that he's 150 years old, but do we ever get his exact? Age? I don't know. I don't know. But hey, you are what? Yeah. I know. I gotta ask your zodiac sign, but I. Ooh, it's always um, really close. Right, it is definitely. So we think it is actually the one that you're not, but you're almost. Because I feel like the yeah, it I'm on just the, I'm fits on you so much better. Um, so I'm December 22nd zodiac sign, which would be Capricorn. Capricorn, but then the one before that is a. Ooh, uh, um, the 21st. The... the guy with the bow and arrow. Right. Um, Sa- uh, Sagittarius. That would be the one before that, right? Sagittarius. Is it? Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about these. I have students who are super into it, and they would talk about it, and they would talk about different, like, I don't know, numbers that were associated with, like, my sign and your personality and all sorts of energies, and it was different. Wow. But okay, let's see. they were also carrying around a bunch of, um, what are they called, tarot cards. <laughs> so <laughs> they were definitely, you know. Okay. October 2022 Sag- Sagittarius horoscope next month's horoscope mm-hmm. general the month of October is likely to remain on the positive side for Z- Sagittarius natives in this period you can be blessed with favorable results concerning career financial life family life etc at the same time the natives may come across several problems in the context of education Due to the presence of Mars in your house of disease, you may meet with an injury and they I don't want to read. I why you keep re- reading are you this. Do- why are we reading these? It's advisable to be cautious while driving. I don't want to read this Why anymore. are you? Why did you start this? I thought this? it was something more fun. Like, no, they, they, oh, they, you're going to. They do positive. Like, there's they're really cool positive oh, things. And then wow. they go to, like, negative, you know, so. Um, yeah. Uh, the Never la- mind. So hold on a second, though. I always thought, because it says the 20, everywhere you check, I'm a Capricorn. I, you know? True, that's not you. <laughs> so that's not even me. I so know you're... Eh, not even me. I know it's not you. Okay, let's see. But what do they say for Capricorn? Is it just as dark and dreary? <laughs> I mean, we learn, actually, that's something we learn from this chapter. A right? sea goat? I'm a sea goat? A Capricorn is like, what is a Capricorn? What in the world? This is fascinating. Sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah, I think your Capricorn is a goat, yeah. I'm not. That's why I'm thinking it's not you. <laughs> but maybe it is. Okay. Gesundheit. 
Bless me. Um, it's likely to be favorable <laughs> for those of Capricorn zodiac sign. In this period, Saturn, the ruling lord of your zodiac sign, Saturn, Saturn, mm -hmm. will stay in your first house. Mm -hmm. Owing to this, the natives of this zodiac sign will have positive results. Saturn is the ruling. Wow, I just read this, didn't I? Uh, wow, they totally copy pasted that again. That well. Your second, the house of family wealth, and therefore your family atmosphere may be pleasant, and you may be financially strong. Mutual trust and good understanding can grow among family members. At the same time, there are strong possibilities that the natives of this zodiac sign are likely to have monetary benefits. However, some concerns pertaining to career and health may remain there. You may have to put an extra effort. In the context of your career, owing to this, you may experience negative thoughts. From a health perspective, you may suffer from stomach or skin-related problems. <laughs> now we are fulfilling wow. your most awaited wish of knowing all the favorable and unfavorable events of this month at length. See, I, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm out, out on reading these. Yeah. Why would Hold I want to read? Let me read you a little <sighs> more favorable one here. So Capricorn okay. personality traits. Saturn, right? Ruling planet. And therefore, the sign of Capricorn is all about what? Authenticity, realness, honesty. Saturn also rules the wisdom of old age. Oh, therefore, yeah. Capricorn tends to be a sign that's very aware of what's timeless and what's just passed through. Wow, okay. Yeah, Caps aren't likely to fall for the latest fad or jump on the bandwagon just because everyone else is doing it. <laughs> so I'll like take that, that and move with it. They, it's, the write-ups on these are so crazy. I feel like anybody could start one of these and just sort of, um, you know, put a little flair on, you know. The, I, yeah. Where does is, this come from? Sorry, but yeah. And that's what Hermione, there's a little foreshadowing in this chapter this week that Hermione does not believe in the art of divination, really. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, at least that it's something so complicated that we probably can't predict it to the full like yeah you know exactly. how well, there's time travel Friends how even says you? that too yes. he's like he's like yeah you, you, they could be misreading right, right. misreading misinterpreting the, uh, the planets yeah so yes. i kind of think they are but anyway so uh hey friends welcome to our little catch-up session here right. where we talk about our book <laughs> Our zodiac signs, our zodiac signs. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But what's the big catch-up since last time? Since Melissa was here, which was awesome, by the way, Melissa. That was so so much fun. To yeah, have you Melissa. On. I'm just really <laughs> happy that uh, Barol didn't show up. Oh yeah. During the uh, <laughs> episode, I mean, he did a little bit during the reading of our um, well, chapter, no, which that is always was perfect. Tough. Sweetie, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. We always read that perfectly. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but we. We do a good job on that. Uh, yeah, what has been going on? Oh, so here's a big announcement. Um, I have started a different podcast with you as well. Mm -hmm. So we just got done recording it, Star Wars Hangout. Yeah. I just want to mention it. So um, friends can go check it out. Yeah. And we're having fun over there. We're, we're watching the Andor series, and we would love to, again, read anybody's transmissions, meaning emails, uh, thoughts, comments. If you guys like that series, please let us know. Uh, we're happy to kind of... Um, read those but i'm sending you know a lot of my old subscribers from other projects that way and sending them over here as well too so i, I uh, recently stepped down from some 
saw some a lot of podcasting actually <laughs> and tried to find a bit more of normalcy in my life as I navigate new things like college courses and stuff like that. So it's been fun. It's been fun and it's been busy and it's been crazy. So yeah. there you go. That's sort of our update. We're also a part of the fan-sided network. Thank you, fan-sided. Yay. Yeah, thank you so much. Honestly, so it's exciting. awesome. And I'm so pumped. And we also maybe have some big collaborations down the line. Yes. Sweetie. We had Melissa on. Uh, she's got like, so cool to see some of her friends reach out and be happy that she was right. on an episode and yes. featured and stuff like that because she was a sweetheart. Yes. And I really hope if any of them are interested as well, uh, Lottie right. is Lottie's your gal. She is like, yeah. I don't know, tracking down little <laughs> creators. And I just love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And so. in the future soon, we're going to have Christine and Arnell on. So Yes. Yes. Definitely. That'll be fun too. For sure. Look forward to that. Mm-hmm. To meet them. Because mm-hmm. they're also very awesome and Potterheads and Lord of the Rings fans. So we can do a little. Yeah. A little crossover action. Yep. I like Potter that. slash Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else, sweetie, going on? Anything else going on, really? Um, yeah, life, life, life is going on. Life is moving forward. Life is good. Life's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Fall is my favorite time of the year. Yeah. So that's been awesome because fall is like here in Ohio. So we're getting super pumped, getting the flannel out. We're getting the candles rolling. <laughs> the, my dad's already turned the uh, the heat on up yep, in here. Yep, so yeah. good. I- wow. <laughs> gravy. Um, that's wild. But uh, no, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. And I'm enjoying going into the fall and just me too i was debating uh whether i should teach at an elementary on october the 31st mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that'd be cool is that like is that a they... day where, where kids are just like oh whatever we're just celebrating ha- halloween here at school yeah oh absolutely there's there's tons of just like there's just tons of candy there's kids dressed up teachers are dressed up yeah. and all that sort of stuff so yeah. oh my goodness yes i should actually just dress up as a Ravenclaw student. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if elementary kids nowadays recognize that. As a... Oh, probably. As a Harry Potter costume. Probably. If you put yeah. on your rope, your Hogwarts rope. Yeah, I, w- I, would, I would say possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be cool. Definitely. So... But yeah, that's about it, friends. So just uh, been busy getting all kind of caught up here and uh, ready to dive into this chapter. So, yeah, but, but before... before Oh, I tried to get right past it. And we um, still got sorry, oh, we have constitution trivia. We have this week. We only have one question, and it's about one of the upcoming chapters. Yes, sir. Okay, I have my hand raised for for you guys who are not <laughs> able to watch the podcast because it's audio. <laughs> uh, is it cool if I if I you know I don't know I always feel like when I'm see I I I've I've recently left a few podcasting projects where I wasn't allowed to, you know, I was hampered. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I was hampered. Doggone it. I wasn't allowed to sing as loud as I wanted to. Oh, please sing. People are like, whoa, Matt wouldn't let you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, No, we, we, uh, I I just get silly around you and I don't know. It's like, it's fun. It's just fun to be, make fun. What do you want to sing? Well, nothing. I just wanted to make sure I had permission. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. In case you... You never know when a song might come up on me. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to hear me sing a lot oh, on yeah. this podcast because I... Wait, couldn't we do the... When we get closer to Halloween, we could do the like the, the frog song? 
Or the toad song. What what toad song? Oh, you know, that one, the, yeah. You know. Can I be the toad who just at the end? Like, oh my gosh. Like, Can I just tell you that I, in my mind, was like, you should say that as a joke and people would be like, that is so mean. I can't believe as said she could be the toad. Are <laughs> you kidding me? I mean, but in my mind, that. I thought I could make that joke. I'm not going to. And you did for me. Oh, that's great. That's why we were such a good team. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Question yes. of the week, sweetie. Uh-huh. Which chess piece did Ron step in for in um, mm. the big chess game at the end of this book? At the end of this book. I think he stepped in as a knight. Wow. Didn't he? Yes. Am I right? Okay. He did. Let's go. So what does a knight do? Remember what a knight does in, on the chess? Yeah. yeah how, does, how, how is he allowed to move? Uh, typically it looks like sort of like an L shape. Um, it's either, so it's two, it's the only piece that I can actually hop over other pieces. And it actually will go up to and over uh, either left or right one space, as far as I know. Uh, I think it yeah. can also go forward one space and then to the right or to the left two. So right. it makes like a nice little L shape. Uh, yeah. If, if you will. So Pretty cool. Can Not jump bad. over those pawns. Yeah. Do you remember the color? Which color they hmm. played? Was he the white knight? No. <sighs> he was, was the black knight. Was he black? Okay. Ron was the black knight. Let's go. <laughs> I and thought there... he was. I thought he was. I just wondered what the... But he said... Uh, yeah, they go. They they yeah. move first. That's right. So. Right. Yep. They move first. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We see that in the movie. Very well done. Interesting fact about myself. You mm-hmm. ready for this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the former president of chess club <gasps> at my high school. Duh! I know. I knew that. Yeah. You, I know. Yeah. I know you did because <laughs> you've seen my shirts and you've seen the, yeah. the, the stories and stuff. But uh, I, I think the the. The idea, though, is, well, I mean, the truth is, it really wasn't chess club. It was just, <laughs> we called it a chess club, and it was like hangout club with some board games, and, you know, it was me and my buddy Tom playing chess. Everybody yeah. else was just playing whatever they wanted. Okay. Bringing in, bringing in pop and I mean, I would have been in that club. That sounds really fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. That was cool. Yeah. And you were president of a club, so there you go. Yeah. Put, it, <laughs> put on the resume. Oh, it was an officially sanctioned club. We had t-shirts and everything else. And we thought it was official. So, yeah. there you go. But, yeah. Okay. Cool. I got one right. Feeling good <laughs> about that. Well, uh, we're going to let it be just one question. Just one. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, 100%, sweetie, in the quiz. <gasps> good job. That's an A. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Just Bill is taking lots of quizzes lately. Oh, I've been taking so many quizzes. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, I appreciate the break this week. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, let's move into the weekly Magi Zoology lesson from here. And can you guess what the magical beast this week is? What? You rescue these creatures? Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Come on. Uh, I'm going to guess that it's... Oh, it's probably the things in the forest. Maybe something in the forest with four legs. Unicorns. Oh uh, wow! They Actually, have four it could legs. Be right. Wow. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, okay. What is no, it? we're actually gonna cover the centaurs this week because they 
play a bigger part in this chapter, I mm-hmm. would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is so interesting. We talked about this before in another, in a previous episode. It is weird that they are considered beasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is, even though they are, you know, more intelligent, they actually are, if you want to yeah. measure it, as intelligent as humans, more into who knows? Right, right. Um, depending on the definition of intelligent. But they definitely... Uh, can talk, can think, can um, have uh, live in groups. Mm-hmm. They definitely are very proud beings. Yeah, yeah. I just thought of Jar Jar Binks when he runs into Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi and they talk about his intelligence and he is like, <laughs> I, he's like, I speak, I speak. Like, as if like he's, him speaking makes yeah. him like intelligent. How dare you compare Jar Jar Binks I to know, the to centaurs. centaurs. How dare you? Put them on the same I'm level. Just kidding. We're talking about I'm intelligence. Just, like, you know, I mean, what would Ronan and Bane say? They'd probably blown out of their minds at yeah. that type of uh, individual. <laughs> I don't know those planets. <laughs> <laughs> Tatooine, Naboo, Coruscant. No, okay. we're going to study their movements too. Yeah. Wow. It's confusing. So, um, centaurs. Centaurs have a mom qualification classification i mean of four x's and there's a Mm. footnote Mm -hmm. because typically that means dangerous requires specialist specialist knowledge and skilled wizard may handle but the centaur is given in a four x classification not because it is un Unduly aggressive. Unduly, yeah. Unduly aggressive, but because it should be treated with great respect. Almost, you know, almost like... um, Almost like me. (laughs) 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 I was going to say almost like Buckbeak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Like Hippogriff. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) The same applies to merpeople and unicorns, so they are mentioned in the same... You know, how dare you? Wow. How dare you, sweetie? What? We had... You had the option here. You could have chosen centaurs or unicorns. And you chose centaurs to cover. Well, maybe we're going to talk about unicorns next time. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) We actually should. I would love to study um, what unicorns are in the wizarding world. You know who would love to to, to study? Oh, we should have Rachel on. Yes. Could we not have her talk about it? With her unicorn um, outfit? Yeah, her her princess outfit. Absolutely. Oh yes. my goodness! She could just tell us. We wouldn't even look at the book. But uh, we would just say, you know, yeah. tell us. We can tell her though that it's uh, about Harry Potter because she doesn't like Harry Potter that much. Not yet. Not yet. We gotta get her. She didn't used to like Star Wars either, and then she saw Baby Yoda. <laughs> now she's just like she has a Star Wars backpack. That's true. And T-shirts because so Baby Yoda. It just Baby takes Yoda's time. On it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so centaurs. The centaur has a human head, torso, and arms joined to a horse's body, which may be any of several colors. Being intelligent and capable of speech, it should not, strictly speaking, be termed a beast. Uh, <laughs> we should record these episodes when I'm tired more. I, I just know. have fun. Good. So. That's the most important part. Right. Um, it should be fun, right? Um, so... One more time. Being intelligent and capable of speech, it should not strictly speaking be. T- 
<laughs> Talking about being intelligent. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Being intelligent and capable of speech, it should not strictly be speaking. What the heck? Can I read it? Like, please hand it over. What is it? I I, I'm just wondering. Make sense of this sentence. Which the centaur was a human head, torso, and arms joined to a horse's body, which may be any several colors. Being intelligent and capable of speech, it should not, strictly speaking, be termed a beast. But by its own request, it has been classified as such by the Ministry of Magic. See the introduction to this book. The centaur is forest-dwelling. Centaurs are believed to have originated in Greece, though there are now centaur communities in many parts of Europe. Wizarding authorities in each of the countries where the centaurs are found have allocated areas where the centaurs will not be troubled by muggles. However, centaurs stand in little need of wizard protection, having their own means of hiding mm. from humans. Should I continue? Yeah, I will. Last paragraph. <laughs> uh, the ways of the centaur are shrouded in mystery. They are, generally speaking, as mistrustful of wizards as they are of muggles, and indeed seem to make little differentiation between us. They live in herds ranging in size from 10 to 50 members. They are reputed to be well-versed in magical healing, divination, archery, and astronomy. And I would also like to make a footnote in this portion of the podcast that if you do happen to smell my feet right now, they are... <laughs> Goodness, just took my socks off and like <laughs> shoes. What's going on? Oh, you went to the gym earlier. I'm sorry, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> so I, I, I can't behave this episode. I just can't. That's fine. Are you mad at me? Well, no, we're just glad that people can't smell your feet. But... Yeah, no, that was the joke. Um, and I, I made a footnote about it. And I'm... <laughs> oh, no, I get it. I'm just being ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, centaurs. What do you think? What do you What do you think about centaurs as we dive into the chapter also well we still have to read the summary but i think they know a whole lot about what it means when mars is bright tonight mm -hmm. and i think that means something yeah what it means i don't know they know i also wonder if it's just something they do in front of wizards and they laugh about it later on <laughs> And they're like this big joke where it's just like every single time we see them, this is what we're going to say. Yeah. And if everyone does it, it'll be really funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, and then Frenzy's like, yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. Do you really, <laughs> do, do you think they have a good sense of humor? Yeah. That, I mean, it is so cleverly hidden that I think oh, that wow. it's that. No, I don't. It's clearly no, yeah. they, they have other things going on. They they're do star, remind you. Hagrid calls them stargazers. Yeah. They do remind you a little bit of the elves in Rings of Power, don't they? Mm. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Just a, not so, well, I think in Harry Potter we get a more like a negative connotation with them as mm -hmm. if they're a little bit arrogant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But not all of them. It's nice that we see different individuals here that act, I mean, Ferenzi, he acts on his own account and he later, he is one of, I mean, he's a rebel and- He's among, a rebel. He later joins the humans oh and teaches them in their sacred art Rebels. of divination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
True. I think I like him more now. Yeah. I mean, I liked him anyway. I mean, you know. But, but you know what? I think, okay, we should actually dive into the chapter because it's more about the chapter than just about okay, the centaurs okay, okay. itself. Uh, last question before we start, though. Would sure. you want to have a centaur as a friend or... Well, you can't really have them as, you know, friends. He could so. be a friend. You know? Right? He's a friend to Harry Potter. I think, I so, like so, in Ranks of Power or Lord of the Rings, I like the elves. Yeah. I like elves. Because they're, I feel like they're very, very creative, yeah. too. They have Poetry, a great nation. Songs yeah. And, and they're trying to create art. They're right. very artsy. And yeah. they're a little bit like, mm, I guess I do not like the arrogant part of them, mm-hmm. but I like they they're just a little bit of like a little bit more like detached from everything. They they just kind of live in their own world and Yeah, and it, and they it, appreciate certain yeah, like different things that are like yeah. nature in the sky yes. and stars and They're very connected you know, to the trees yeah. and I mean they they live in the forest too. So mm-hmm. I would totally like to have one as a friend like you know if they were friendly towards me yeah for sure and just talk about things like i would love to learn more about them and learn more about more about their culture and their mm-hmm. customs and how to, how how is their do you call them tr- tribes or what do you call them how are they how are they yeah, groups herds. organized herds yeah yeah obviously yeah. herds yeah yeah um yeah that's cool though. Yeah, I think so, just uh, yeah to know I'm more very about interested. them. Yeah. yeah, like like you know when uh, Dumbledore goes down and he speaks to the Murking, right? Or yeah. whatever. Yeah, like if you were because just to walk out Mervish. to your backyard and it's like the forest is there, you walk up to it and you're leaning over the fence and hey, here comes my my centaur friend uh for uh uh You know? And it's Ferez and there he is and <laughs> Wait, Ferez. Ferez, that's our that's our guy. Our that's our local that's our local centaur, Perez. <laughs> yeah. And he's just chilling out. That's our new friend. Telling us about the stars. Brule and Perez. Yeah. Perez. Yeah. <laughs> Can you guys hear my stomach? <laughs> so first is my feet, and now it's like my stomach. Can you guys hear that <laughs> on the podcast? If you can. Somebody's going back right now and cranking the audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these dynamic microphones aren't going to pick that up. Oh, maybe. Anyway. Okay, um, I would love to make you read this, but I forgot to copy and paste it into our because I have a separate doc with all oh. the chapter summaries, and uh, our other doc with all our notes for the chapter. Yeah, that's like... still the Norbert one. So sorry. You Shame don't, on you. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and read it you if you it? don't mind. I don't mind. No. <clears throat> Chapter 15, The Forbidden Forest. Because of their nightly adventure, Gryffindor is now in last place of the house cup. The other Gryffindors are perplexed when they see the hourglasses with the house points displayed in the morning. Their Quidditch hero and some of his little friends have lost some 150 points overnight. Harry vows to himself to stop messing around and instead focus on his studies. He, Hermione, Neville and Draco, however, yet have to serve their very questionable detention in the Forbidden Forest, which is clearly forbidden 
for students. At least they go to serve the detention with Hagrid, who announces the task to them. They need to find an injured unicorn in the forest. Hagrid, who is friends with Harry and Hermione, pairs Neville up with Malfoy and Fang, and the two groups split up to search on two different paths. Harry's group is alarmed when they hear something strange. Hagrid raises his bow, but the creature turns out to be friendly towards Hagrid, somewhat. It's a centaur named Ronan. Hagrid asks him if he's seen anything suspicious that could have hurt the unicorn, but Ronan's answers turn out to be very ambiguous. Another centaur, Bane, joins them and answers Hagrid's questions just as vaguely. Annoyed with the conversation, Hagrid walks off with Harry and Hermione. He explains that centaurs have deep minds, but don't reveal much about what they know to humans. Suddenly, the three see red sparks, which means Neville, Malfoy, and Fang must be in trouble. Hagrid runs off to help, leaving Harry and Hermione alone on the path. He returns with the others, angry with Malfoy, who had just tried to scare Neville. Hagrid has no other choice and pairs Harry up with Malfoy and Fang. After about half an hour of walking and Harry listening to Malfoy complaining, they finally find the unicorn. It's already dead, and as Harry approaches it, a hooded figure crawls across the ground and starts drinking the unicorn's blood. Malfoy and Fang both take flight as the figure begins moving towards Harry. Just before the hooded creature reaches him, another centaur shows up to Harry's rescue. Ferenzi even lets Harry ride on his back and the two make their escape back to Hagrid and the rest of the group. On their way, they meet the other centaurs from earlier. Bane and Ronan are disgusted to see Ferenzi let a human ride on his back, let alone the Potter boy. They warn Ferenzi not to tell Harry what they have seen in the movements of the planets. Ferenzi stands by his decision to oppose the thing that is crawling around the forest, even if it means helping humans, and he gallops off with Harry. Still, he doesn't answer any of Harry's questions, nor does he explain why Bane and Ronan were angry. But through some of Ferenzi's vague hints, Harry can figure out that it was Voldemort who was drinking the unicorn's blood. He also realizes that Lord Voldemort must be the one trying to get to the powerful Philosopher's Stone. Back in the common room, Harry tells Ron and Hermione what he saw and heard, concluding that Snape is trying to steal the stone for Voldemort, and that Voldemort, once he has the stone, would probably come for Harry. Hermione tries to comfort him, assuring that he wouldn't try anything as long Dumbledore... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're doing fine. <laughs> You're doing fine. I have one freaking sentence left. Okay. okay. <laughs> Hermione tries to comfort him, assuring that he wouldn't. <laughs> God, comforting is what we're talking about. <laughs> Hermione tries to comfort. <laughs> wow, thank you for starting this one sentence before I'm done. Sorry. Assuring him that he wouldn't try anything as long as Dumbledore is around. Harry goes to bed exhausted, but when he pulls back his sheets... <laughs> Hermione is there waiting for him. <laughs> 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 and she says, I will comfort thee. <laughs> Fanfic all over the place. Oh, my gosh. Harry goes to bed exhausted. <laughs> I don't even know what's after pulls the cover. What is under the cover? I have no clue. <laughs> okay, come on, Lottie. <clears throat> Harry goes. <laughs> what? What happens? I don't I like. Is it just like? Is it just one line? Have you, 
<laughs> Have you seen that video of that bride who can't stop laughing during yeah, the thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I feel like that person right now. Pull it together. <sighs> hey, look at me. <laughs> okay, come on. It's too late. I'm just Pull so tired. Harry. <laughs> 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 Just tell me what it. Just tell me what it says. Harry, he, exactly. Okay, Harry goes to bed exhausted. Yeah. But when he <laughs> when he pulls back his sheets. <laughs> yeah, when he pulls one out. <laughs> I, I I I'm on. Like, I've been waiting for he ten fi- minutes to find out. <laughs> he finds. <laughs> What's he find? He finds. <laughs> They're waiting for him with their money underneath. All right. And <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, a note pinned to the cloak. <laughs> yeah. A note pinned to the cloak says, "Just in case." <laughs> just in case what? It was just in case. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case, left it. We've always wondered who left the cloak. It was just in case. Oh, wow. It wasn't that funny at all, but... Oh, well. My throat hurts. <laughs> Are we done? Is that it? That's it. So, that was the... I'm looking at the clock over here on that, and you started reading... This is no joke. This is no joke. You started reading the summary at 32 minutes. No, maybe it was like 34, 35. It is now 50 minutes. It is 15 minutes later, if not 18. I got to go back and check. Woo, that is the longest summary we've ever had. And whose fault is that? I don't, you wrote it (laughs) and you read it. All I did was all I all I did was try to help. All I did was try to help. Okay. Let's um talk about this chapter to find out what Harry finds underneath his sheets. Well, what's crazy is my opening line. I'm not even making this up. My opening note for the Forbidden Forest chapter was Harry and Hermione messed up. So I mean, maybe something to do with the cloak. I don't know. It does. It oh, has, it is. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. Yeah. So. Yeah, they messed up, you know? And uh, unfortunately, it's just costing them each 50 points mm-hmm. across the board. So, and Neville. And actually Neville. didn't really mess up, but yeah. And I, and I have, I have a point about this. So we, we had such a long chapter summary that I'm not going to go in all the different details. I'm just going to give you my notes. And I said long and wonderful chapter no, summary. No, I should keep them shorter. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, I think, no, look at me. I actually think it's great because then we don't have to summarize the whole chapter. True. We can just do our big takeaways and what we think is cool and fun, which that's True. the whole point. Give the summary. Okay, cool, cool, okay. cool, cool. That, it, it does prevent you from trying to hit every single detail because yeah. people are like, hey, we've read the chapter. What do you guys think about it? Okay. No, actually, 
Yep. I heard on other podcasts that they don't always read the chapter. They just like to look. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill well, we give you, hey they want you to tell them oh so yeah that was that's that the, chapter and what that's what we do before we give you the context we provide you with that and then we give you a little extra nuggets like the uh, broom shed in the last episode mm, so oh, yeah, the broom shed. anyway uh, maybe you know <laughs> the invisibility cloak was used to sneak out to the broom shed who knows um, <clears throat> no, I said they messed up. And what my note here on Neville is this. Have you ever been in a situation where telling the truth to one friend could jeopardize the relationship with another? What's Ooh. the right thing to do here? Do you tell Neville about the dragon uh, and that it was real, thus sort of risking Hagrid's involvement? You know wow. what I mean? Like, cause, cause that's the whole dilemma is that McGonagall comes to this conclusion and says, I see what's going on here. So yeah. you were trying to get Draco in trouble, blah, 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 blah. And then you thought, you know, he would hear this. And then Tricky, Neville heard yeah. it too. If Neville doesn't hear it, they don't really care. But since Neville heard it, he thinks he's been led astray by his friends. Yeah. And that hurts. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Because what's the brave thing to do? Right. Gryffindors, huh? What's the, what's the brave thing to do? Do you, I mean... How do you how do you make do you make sure do you wait until Hagrid's out of the clear and then go back and explain that or do you bring that other individual Neville into your confidence when you're when you're he's not someone who you mm-hmm. have prior his new friend mm-hmm. uh, you he's still you know friendly he's a part of their group but yeah. he's on the outer fringes of that right group. so just think that's oh that's tough yeah I I mean I think Harry did the right thing he tried to like kind of let him know. That is, he, it actually says he tried to yeah. signal him. With his eyes and his gaze. That is not true. We mm-hmm. didn't lead you astray. Mm-hmm. We didn't try to pull you into this or fool any, anyone, really. Right. Without yep. telling him too many details. I think, and I hope that Neville caught that we never really find out. Yeah. But it, it seemed yeah. a little bit like Harry was trying to, but he didn't succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I mean... I would be a little bit, I mean, yeah, they messed up, but still, this is a little, Hagrid, why did you get that dragon egg? You I know, know, it's all Hagrid's fault, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but that's not how it works. You agreed to this, so and you messed up, so it's your fault. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if I was Hagrid, leading them to the Forbidden Forest, oh, yeah. I would be apologizing. And you'd be But he can't guilty. in front of Draco no, and can't. Neville, uh-uh. but still, like... When they when he's alone with them, he could at least have apologized. Right, I don't really know. This. Yeah, when when the moment would come up, but yeah, they yeah definitely definitely owes him one. Um, so I thought about this the next morning they, they, that you you wake up or whatever. Even the Quidditch team's upset, right? Even Quidditch is awkward. So it's just oh, it's, yeah. it's really weird there. Hermione did Hermione have some consequences for this? We don't really. She was more left alone because Harry's mm-hmm. sort of the dominating sort of figure, yeah. just because of his legend, and he's the yeah. you know on the he's a first year seeker on the Quidditch team, and famous Harry Potter. Yeah, so. it feels like if they you know it's a school and um, 
stories like that, they spread so fast. But it feels like when they tell them to each other, it would be like, oh, yeah, Harry and his friends. Mm-hmm, and not mm-hmm. like Harry, Hermione, and Neville. You know? Right, right. So, okay, think about this in terms of a modern school. Uh, imagine if you came back from the weekend and it's, and you started out on Monday to find out that some of your group members had done something stupid over the weekend and it cost you points or left you without a group to complete a project. Mm-hmm. You know? Think about that, right? Yeah. It's sort of, because uh, we don't really have the house points system, right. but I'm thinking like right, if you're working right. in a group, what would that be like? Or like if you're a on a team. Like a big project and it, it, all yeah. your points are gone. Right. That let's you've say, been working for. Well, let's say you've been running drills with your basketball team or your volleyball team or whatever, and you're the you're you're really mm-hmm. important. You're 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 a well oiled um, chain in that uh, system or whatever, right? Yeah. And you 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 then do something wrong, and you're now the missing link. Yeah. And it's it's not uh, the chain is not as well oiled as Filch thinks it should be. Yeah. So if that makes sense. See, I feel like if it's someone who earned a lot of points before that like Hermione mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. probably there's this meme where it's like Hermione carrying is it yeah Gryffindor myth? yeah she's basically that guy who's carrying everyone on his shoulders mm-hmm. yeah and um that's her with Gryffindor and Harry won all the Quidditch games for them right so, so. if it was someone who really worked hard to gain points Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would be that upset at that person if I was like, they probably made like yeah, if 50 you're not, points more than I did. So Right, if you're not contributing as much, you know, yeah. Yeah, how can they say that? I mean, I, I guess like the Quidditch team did. I wonder if people keep track of their individual oh, points. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. Sort of like, yeah, yeah, this year I've contributed 128. Yeah. Definitely, they, make a comp- they would make a competition out of mm. it, yeah. That's kind of cool. Mm. Yeah, just, I always try to think back to what it would be like in in modern terms. You know, if you, that, yeah. that kid who messes up, or you're doing a, a portion of the paper right, and you decide to copy and paste mm. yours, but everybody else wrote theirs original, and then boom, your portion is flagged. Then you got to get in this argument with the teacher, like, well, you know, we didn't copy and paste it; he did. That was his portion. Well, how do I know? You know, who? <gasps> oh, like, yeah, that's yeah. weird. Weird things like that. Trust me, over the years, I've seen all mm-hmm. sorts of uh, mm-hmm. craziness go down, but. Lessons, you know, chances to learn and stuff like that. That's what school's about. But uh, McGonagall says that she is, she's never been this disappointed. Yeah. She's disgusted. Yeah. Absolutely disgusted, appalled. Yeah. And I am with her 100%. Yeah. How dare they? Yeah. I am appalled at Hagrid. (laughs) (laughs) But um, anyway, yeah, so. I think she was very disappointed that. Malfoy actually told the truth because she was a hundred percent sure that he mm-hmm. was just making this up to get the Gryffindors into trouble. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and and so this is she's seeing this sort of rivalry back and forth, and we right. need to be above that, and yeah. didn't expect it, and yeah. didn't, definitely didn't expect it from Hermione and everything. Mm. So, oh yeah, true. Uh, which which is wild. Oh, I feel bad for Hermione. She's just staring at her slippers. Yeah, you know, and I she's know. like, I admit, this is not good. Yeah, but <clears throat> anyway. So, yeah, now here's something interesting, an important lesson, and uh, if you hear something, say something. Uh, Albus Dumbledore is, he's kind of like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. In that a little bit of information, just give him a little bit, and he can Mm -hmm. take it pretty far. Mm -hmm. So this little bit about Quirrell talking to, quote, someone or himself, and we would kind of say, or 
his turban, right? Um, that might be all Dumbledore needs to keep a closer eye on him. Yeah. And so that's the mistake sometimes is that like just because you don't know and there's no proof or whatever, you got a gut feeling, you get a suspicion, it's it's whatever. You're not – I think it's the way you frame it. If you start with a kind of I don't know, I'm not sure, I don't know if I should even be telling you this or whatever, you can always open with those types of statements just so that person knows you're not coming here – trying to with next to no information making wild accusations but you're just putting it on the radar like i don't right. know it seemed right. weird it could be nothing maybe i'm totally wrong right. professor but i just wanted to throw this out there because mm -hmm. it could be a lot of things maybe he's got some real problems maybe he's got mm -hmm. some things that the staff needs to go check on maybe he yeah. lost a loved one or something you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it, you think mm -hmm. about it in, in that terms oh um, yeah go I, check on him yep, yep. right yep I read a really, really good story with the elementary kids the other day. Did where you? Where they are supposed to learn from that story that if someone behaves a certain way, or even in that case, it oh was my gosh. mean. It was a mean boy oh, for the rest was, of the class. Oh, yes. You told me about this. A yeah. And then they, the class teacher later, it come, um, it turns out that, yeah, his, his uh, mother is actually sick. So mm -hmm. that's why he started behaving like that. And it, it was just supposed to teach the kids mm -hmm. you know there's often a reason behind unfortunately why people yeah. behave a certain way that sure. is definitely not yes it's not it's not as so, so here's my next point this kind of goes yeah, right into sorry, it which yeah. is no it's fine it's, this is all this is all really good uh perception right so uh kids are the kids are wrong and they are actively trying to get snape in trouble mm. and sacked we don't mention this enough, actually, that mm -hmm. the students are actively spreading rumors to Hagrid and to one another that it's Snape. Snape tried to, True. you know, jinx my broom. Snape yeah. is trying to steal this thing. He's, yeah. he's now involved in assault on a student and theft. Mm -hmm. They're accusing him of these things. Mm -hmm. They want to get him sacked. They want him fired yeah. from his job. We just dismiss the fun story. It's whatever. And, when, you know, teacher in this situation is sort of untouchable. But isn't that it's it kind of dawned on me, like, actually, as we read this through the first time, it's just built for it's meant for suspense building and all this sort of stuff. But they're yeah. wrong. Yeah. They're actually wrong. Yeah. And the kids are, are wrong about Snape. Yeah. And yet they come to. So given this evidence, air quote, evidence that they they find that is um the, the word would be damning sorry um <clears throat> it would be you know that that, that yeah. basically means you for sure are mm -hmm. the are the culprit here you're mm -hmm. the one who's in trouble mm -hmm. and they find it's it's they're wrong the evidence the conclusion that they draw from the evidence is wrong yeah so that's what you're kind of talking about it's like well we have all this evidence that this kid is mean yeah or that this person is doing there's a great uh, there's another great little um i forget what it's called but it's about a teacher on his way to school, and every day he grabs an apple from the apple stand. And the boy following him uh, really thinks that the teacher's stealing apples. Um, and he starts to spread rumors. Tells one friend. Yeah. They tell another friend. Then they all watch yeah. across the street. Look at him. He stole another apple. Yeah. And this goes on and on and on. He's paid for those apples up front. I they don't think know, I've heard that story right? before. Yeah. They, they don't know. Yeah. And so, you know, then they, they come to find out that... Oh wow! He didn't actually steal that. He's just—he just likes to walk by, talk to the shopkeeper, right. pick up his apple for the day, and move on. Yeah. And so I don't think that's that sort of a—I don't even know that that's exactly what happens, but it's the—it's sort of the gist of the story that yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's a nice story. And you just—I mean, you so many know. times when you listen for it, Harry 
<clears throat> makes these statements. He makes yeah. them about, like later on we find out, oh, he's actually right about Draco. Or, oh, he's kind of right True. about this person. Yeah. But most of the time, they are drawing incorrect con- conclusions. Yeah. yeah. And what's up? I mean, they're actively trying to get people like it fired or in yeah. trouble or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. just interesting. So in this situation, like Snape is actually protecting him. Right. So right, true. <laughs> I mean, like, anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah, all of this sort of leads to, yeah, the the big detention in, in the Forbidden Forest, um, which Lottie's going to take us into here in just a second. But I thought, you know, all of this is just that. Also, think about this from from your perspective, going back into school and being that student who did do something wrong. Oh yeah. my gosh, I skipped school one time. I think I told you this story. Mm-hmm, yeah, and I got a Friday school. My sister got called down to the office. I wasn't there. And she tells me about it. And all the kids are like, you're, I walk in the building like, your sister got called down to the office. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure she did. You know, and I'm walking in. I've already been yelled up by my mom and everything. And so I find my sister and uh, and she's just like, where have you been? You know, and I just, I mean, she, she got called down to the office. And she's like, I yeah. told him I didn't know where you were. I didn't know anything. Yeah. You know, I was like, good job. Wait, she did know? <laughs> She didn't know. I oh, kept okay. her in the dark because I'm, oh, okay. I'm a good, I'm a good brother. Uh, and I said, I said, I started, I started, started grinning and laughing. And she's like, "You're in trouble, aren't you?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so I handed her to the. She's like, she's like, "Well, how am I going to get home?" I'm like, "You got to ride the bus." And she's like, "What?" She hated riding the bus, but like I was her ride home, you yeah. know. And uh, I got grounded myself, so I was in Friday school that night. Oh, your poor but sister. But the whole, but the whole school was talking. You know, the whole school was talking about it. Like, and then when I showed up for like the, the Friday night basketball game, I got up, I got the applause and people are like, what do you do? Like, like as never does anything wrong. I don't What's like going that. on? I know. That you got a lo- applause, applause, applause. That yeah. you it wasn't good. We're allowed to go to that game. It's not, not good. Well, was it? No, I shouldn't have been allowed to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, but talking about yeah. detentions and measures to teach the kids what's mm-hmm. wrong and right yeah who do you think like is it the house um teacher who makes up the detention who thinks about Ooh. what would be a an appropriate yeah way to thank teach goodness them? it's not filch yeah not anymore it does you know he, i mean that actually <laughs> reminds you again that the wizarding world it's probably not been that long since mm-hmm. we're kind of, it's almost like some things seem like they're very medieval if or well, right after the medieval age. It makes me wonder what you we're going to see in Hogwarts Legacy with detention. I know. You know? Like, good <laughs> grief. Poppy That's Sweeting, I'm funny. worried about her. You oh know? my goodness. She's going straight to detention. I know that. I mean, it's supposed to be a little, also like a little device, a little joke for kids to yeah, make I them know. scare and all that scare stuff. What? But they, yeah. if you talk about it from a point of from from a teacher's point of view, what oh. kind of detention is appropriate to give a student for what kind of behavior? So how can, severe is that? This is crazy. This is crazy. But like, my dad mm-hmm. used to get like they used to get like a like a paddle. The teachers used to actually use oh, a yeah, my grandpa too. wooden paddle. And I was like, you're joking me. And no, absolutely not. He no, absolutely, yeah. that was a thing. So, yeah. And that wasn't that long ago when you think about it. So in, in your terms, I think that's something probably J.K. Rowling was like, yeah, you know, back in my day, <laughs> this is what happened. And we don't do that anymore. But yeah. uh, 
it's just wild to think about. Yeah. Terrible, but whatever. Yeah. I asked some uh, folks on Instagram. Folks, yeah. I got that word from you. Some folks. <laughs> I folks. Uh, I asked, asked, I cannot talk tonight. It's okay. But it's okay. You know what? I thought about it so many times. I should just talk like I would in class because my voice changes. I'm very much more aware you, you're, of my pronunciation and it changes into a mix of like a little British European British kind of kind of thing because sometimes the R gets me, the American R. Yeah. Because I'm around you guys all the time. I do it now too, but sometimes that's really difficult on my throat and right. like the <clears throat> R or R R R. Right. So kind just of cut it out. Your tongue back. Yeah, just forget that. the R's. So, maybe I just should pretend I'm in front of the class. I think people would like that. <laughs> now that you've established that that's a voice that you can do, that you have your teacher voice, yeah. you can turn that on. And it's much more, it's it's a crisp, you know, yeah. clipped maybe. voice. I like it. But it doesn't, it can't sound forced, you know, uh, forced. Forced, Fo- yeah. False. No, no, it does for because you are actually, especially when you were teaching your students in Germany, yeah. that's what you did, which was True. you conjure it I up. I should just, uh, yeah, imagine I'm teaching my students. Wow. <laughs> um, hi. And I totally, <laughs> hi. Uh, you're in detention. <laughs> oh my Whoa. Gosh. Whoa. <laughs> uh, because you're on okay. your phone. You can't be on your phone. That's where my notes are. Oh. Well, hmm. I guess nowadays we can allow that. Okay. Back to detention, though. Okay. What did we... I was wondering who gives detention. And I asked you guys on Instagram, what did you think of the logic behind giving a detention where the students are forced to be out of bed at night? Yeah. When... Pretty crazy. The detention, the, the, the crime they committed, they... The I mean, wrongdoing they did. What the mm-hmm. heck? I don't know what I'm saying. What they the, did that they shouldn't have done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was being out of bed at night. Mm-hmm. Who came up with that detention? I mean, I guess like there is probably... Um, it's interesting Hagrid ma- mentions it later that... Bedtime. For him, he says to to Draco, who is not amused when he finds out that he's there. We go. It's <laughs> not amused when he finds out that um, they're going into the forest at night, and Hagrid kind of t- tells him, "Well, you better do something um, that's useful mm-hmm. when right. you have detention. Like, what good does it do if you write lines?" Right. Um. So, but then we have other detentions, like Harry helping. Uh, Lockhart. Lockhart with his fan mail. Mm. And uh, Ron and Harry, actually, he, they're polishing the... Trophies. C- yeah. Trophies, yeah. yeah. Qu- quite a tr- or whatever kind of trophies. Yeah. Um, what, yeah, I mean, that's actually something useful, more than writing lines, I guess. Mm. Um, but that is something that is tedious, where students get bored after a while. And I feel like, yeah, that is a punishment for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They don't want to do that. But what good does it do? And da- McGonagall says it. It's dangerous times. Dangerous times. Time, How, yeah. And yeah. let's just and up they, the ante and go into uh, the forest. Harry Potter out there. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, mean. Who, who made that call? That is a pretty ridiculous call. Not going to lie. Most of you said it. It is. Um, 
irresponsible and mm-hmm. <laughs> um actually tiffany said yeah it doesn't make sense but i enjoyed it <laughs> she yeah enjoyed same. the part in, same. in the forest and i actually enjoy i mean that it's it's good very good for the story and the book because we mm-hmm. get to explore the forbidden forest which is cool like yeah. we get to well, see all these creatures and different different new beasts mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. not beasts as we yeah don't really know what they want to be um and then they meet them the centaurs they're mm-hmm. looking for the unicorn find that blood everywhere um and then we kind of think okay it has to be something scary because it's the forbidden forest there's scary stuff in there but then hagrid is obviously friends with everyone yeah so i would feel definitely i would feel so much safer with hagrid than fang i remember in the movies they made it like draco was like i get fang Mm -hmm. (laughs) and hagrid is like well fine but he's a coward yeah 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 (laughs) okay so yeah Poor Neville has to go with Draco and Harry Hermione and, yeah. and Hagrid. They meet for not for Enzi, but Ronan and Bane. Yeah. And yep. we get the first glimpse of their on a different level in terms yeah. of um they don't really want to say what's up. They're very they don't really vague. Interact. Yeah. They're they are seeing something in the stars. Mm-hmm. That's something is happening, something odd is happening. Right. And they don't even convert i mean i guess they talk to hagrid but otherwise they don't really converse with humans right mm-hmm. yeah they no. unless they have to they try to stay away so they definitely do know something just from watching the stars and they mm-hmm. there is some kind of mm, logic to how they read the stars there must be because we know forenzi later on becomes a divination teacher Mm-hmm. And it's a different kind of divination that Trelawney teaches, and I think it's cool that we learn there is different to, techniques. To, to if look you want. into, like the future divination yeah. and things like that. Yeah, Hagrid is definitely annoyed with them. He can't deal with like those creatures. Who he's he's fine talking to them and meeting them from time to time, but he he doesn't really like the vagueness. He no. just wants it. To, he wants them he, to be he wants answers and, he wants yeah. answers he wants to know what's going on he's in there looking for a yeah. unicorn and they are right. that's the other crazy thing is like you guys don't want to help a unicorn yeah. has been killed yeah and you act like and you, you know haven't seen anything you know it's creature. been killed yeah. I, yeah I was out on yeah no yeah that's not cool not cool at all um but I guess like their whole reasoning behind it is we don't want to meddle with things that you know with the human mm-hmm. stuff yeah. we don't want to we don't want to get involved Sure, in it. sure. I was going to ask you, do you think that's okay since they're, they also have, we know that humans sometimes treated creatures not the way they should. Mm-hmm. And they, humans have had that feel, that, that arrogance. Oh, we're the, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, top of the creation. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Better than yeah. everyone else, more intelligent. And so on. Right. So it's almost like showing, it's same, same the thing that they do in Middle Earth, which was with elves and stuff mm-hmm. like, right? So mm-hmm. uh, they put men, you know, below them. And yeah. so it's, what's that feel like? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's really good. It's really good to kind of help raise awareness in terms of what you're, yeah, I guess you're being more perceptive and more, yeah. more empathetic and, and understanding other groups that are not yeah. you and not your group. Right. So, 
Yeah, I think that's a, a cool thing. It's interesting. And that's also just gets their culture. It's who they are. Mm-hmm. And they're on another level. Yeah. So. I think their their culture would be, like I said earlier, would be very interesting to study and to learn more about that. But I don't definitely don't like, you know, how Bane and Ronan act. And I like no. Ferenzi. I like Ferenzi a lot more. And I think what he does is very brave. He goes against his own kind mm-hmm. to yeah. help out because he knows it's for their fighting a bigger evil. It's almost like in Ranks of Power where different people have to be friend or work together. I, I, I don't want to say they all have to be friends, but they realize we have to work together because there's a greater evil yeah. in this world. Oh, yeah. yeah that is for sure. And this is the first time, this chapter, it's the first time when we meet Voldemort, right? Mm. Because before we only we were only told about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this time we meet at least parts of him. Yeah, like the shadow. Like He's the, not his real self, obviously. Right, they hear a noise they've never heard. And right. Hagrid's like, that doesn't belong here. And you're like, whoa, what is that, right? Yeah. And it was the thing that's feeding on the unicorn. Yeah. yeah crazy but you kind of wonder how did he separate himself what's that because it says it's a it's it's quirrell isn't it? it's is it quirrell in that is he the hooded figure and he so. just puts his head backwards down to the unicorn so Voldemort can drink it or does he drink it whoa <laughs> <laughs> you know whoa. Whoa. Or is Voldemort separate from him? No, I don't think so. I feel like I've always thought that Voldemort was separate. Because they make it look like that in the movies. Yeah, I feel like it looks like he's floating or something. The swishing sound that we heard is not the normal. Like Hagrid's like, I've never heard that before. And so you're like, well, wait a second. that You've heard a wizard walking through the woods. So it feels like maybe he, he again, he's just possessing Quirrell. So could he, a, a part of him... I don't know. Yeah, but uh, interesting. How did I'm he... just I'm imagining Coral doing the whole um oh what do you call it where you go underneath the uh the the pole, you do the like you 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 lean backwards and you go underneath the pole and they move it down. Uh, yeah, so right now something you guys do. <laughs> what is that called? Anyway, and uh you just yeah. You kind of lean backwards, like a bridge. If you're doing like a bridge and uh, yoga or something, and you would just okay. And I feel like I have read this before. On the wiki, it says, as he was possessing Quirrell and inhabiting his body at the time, Quirrell drank the blood on Voldemort's behalf. Wow! Now, does that make Quirrell in, in, immortal too? So they're they're saying that Quirrell drank it, yeah, for him on his behalf. Yeah, interesting. Wow. I'm sorry, I'm just still imagining Quirrell bending over backwards. Well, I guess it keeps the drinker alive. Mm-hmm. Um. So Quirrell wouldn't really need it because he is alive. He's not without Voldemort. He would be fine, right? So it's he's drinking it for Voldemort. So he's. Being, yeah. being kept alive yeah okay yeah. gotcha but yeah it's actually him i guess mm, i don't know what Hagrid hears <laughs> what kind of noise that is yeah. but it's definitely um an encounter where harry feels something is different mm-hmm. this is not just any other creature 
his forehead is hurting, his scar is hurting, there's a pain, and we that's the first time we really have that direct connection between he sees Voldemort or, or mm-hmm. Voldemort, maybe it's because Voldemort sees him and then his scar hurts. Yeah, proximity, yeah. sure. Yeah. But then Ferenzi shows up. Yes, thank We don't know what would have happened without him. Yep. Harry should have sent red sparks up, but he didn't think about that at that moment. Maybe he did, but you don't know how far they, the others were away. Mm-hmm. We definitely are glad that Forenzi showed up and rescues him. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, you shouldn't I be feel here, like buddy. they are powerful beings. Yes. It, because he just killed a unicorn. What keeps him from killing? Well, I, I guess he sprints off. He gallops away. Mm-hmm. But still, you feel like they're not, they know they shouldn't mess with them. Well, also, you could just be startled. I mean, like if yeah. you all of a sudden saw one centaur, there could be many more. And, uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're cornered. You're in a weakened state. You're not trying to fight. You're trying to get things that are keeping you alive. So you're weak. Yeah. And you're just trying to survive. Yeah. yeah. And then here, they meet Ronan and Bane again. And they're not amused to see no frenzy having a human on their back they think that's something to look down on like only a common mule would do that mm-hmm. and it's an insult to them i like mules yeah what's wrong with a mule yeah what's the different what's a mule what's like the a donkey between and a mule uh, and donkey oh i don't know i thought they were the same I okay don't know. gotcha yeah i was just talking about donkeys and mules together in a group yeah. and then yeah. horses Okay, yeah, 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 okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so de- they definitely don't think it's right, and they warn him not to tell him anything about mm-hmm. what they've seen in the planets and the movement of the planets, the stars. And here's the thing. Have they always seen stuff and that became true, all of it? Hmm, do they have experience with that already? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. I think they just... People who make the prophecies, they don't ever really see them come come to be, do they necessarily? I mean, I guess you do have some with Trelawney or whatever, but a lot of times you yeah. can prophesy and it happens way in the future and they don't prophesy about things that are going to happen tomorrow right. or the next day. Yeah. I mean, they, I guess you, maybe they do. I don't know. But I feel like that's when you're getting into it, the reason it's sort of frowned upon is like, well, it's super vague and it could be any time in the future and aha, see, you know, on this random day when it did happen, I told you it happened. Yeah. I don't know. But. Yeah, I, I wonder though why they don't want to meddle with that at all. Mm-hmm. What's the reason? Because forensic says it, this is greater than our pride. This is greater than if I have to work with humans and um, help them fight off that evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That great evil. Then I will. Just me as a being mm-hmm. is here is not as important as a great cause mm-hmm. is, I guess, what he's saying. I feel like he is already a little bit different. Yeah. Because he continues working with humans, but he's way friendlier with Hagrid and later becomes a teacher at the school. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he is already somewhat of an outsider mm-hmm. or he doesn't. He also doesn't shy away from that. Yeah. yeah. So very, very brave character. Yet he still doesn't tell Harry everything. He just kind of gives him hints. Yeah. And Harry has to figure it out by himself. Mm-hmm. And he does. So, 
you know, he kind of explains to him what the unicorn does, why that creature drank the blood, um, that it helps him survive. And, hey, can you think of anything, anyone who would want to regain power? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know what's in the castle? How do they know? How do centaurs know what's in the castle? If that's something they read in the stars, well, then it's really powerful to, to be good at divination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No idea on that one. That was going to be one of our short ideas, which was like, right. how does he know what is in the castle? Yeah. And how does he know the Sorcerer's Stone is in there? Yeah. Because he says it. Mm-hmm. So. I have a tiny theory. Maybe they read it in the stars. Maybe somehow... They know Nicholas Flamel because it says Nicholas Flamel is uh, also good at divination. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's any kind of connection, but at the same time, be cool. Would he tell still? Would he tell them about it? Maybe he learned his art from them, and they are actually on good terms. I mean, think about it. How old Flamel is? Mm-hmm. That makes mm-hmm. me wonder how old centaurs get. Yeah, I feel yeah, like they are ancient know. creatures. Yeah, are, you know. And they've been around for a long time, and that's why they know how to read the star so well. Anyway, yeah, how do they know? If you have any theories, please let us know. Mine is maybe they had some kind of connection to Flamel. Maybe they did actually read it somewhere because they're so old and so wise and so experienced in reading the stars telling the future that they know. What's yeah. that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Is that Brule? Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think he's telling us that we should come to an end. Yeah. Good things have to come to an end. Yes, they do. (laughs) They do. So, (laughs) all right, friends. No, wait, wait, wait. Yep. (laughs) Harry goes back, right, and says, here's what's up. Not good. I think Voldemort's trying to come back and kill me. Ron's super scared of the name. Hermione's like, no, 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 no. No one's going to try anything. When Dumb- it's, it's, as long as Dumbledore is around, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Next thing we know, Dumbledore's gone. Yeah. Yeah. But the cloak is back. Yeah. How did the cloak, how did Dumbledore know the cloak was up up there. He probably knew when he heard the story from McGonagall. It's like, oh, they probably... These kids, why did they forget the cloak upstairs? Yeah, yeah. I mean... And then he brought it back. Mm-hmm. And put it on Harry's bed. <laughs> in case he needs it. Just in case. Yeah. Just in case. What if, like, Neville or Seamus or Dean saw him? It's like, Professor Dumbledore? What are you doing here? What are you doing in our dormitory? I'm just dropping off Harry's clothes. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, this is going in a really <laughs> wrong direction. Let's end this, please. I... Please. Well, friends, the wisdom is that these episodes have oh, taken right. us deep into the night and um, the candles are burning low and... Uh, don't go into the Forbidden Forest. Oil no, your chains don't just always on believe your bike. The stars. 
Don't just always believe the stars. Don't and, believe uh, what's said in your horoscope either. Yeah, don't believe any of that stuff either. <clears throat> so, with all that, friends, next time we'll record earlier. Uh, we'll try. Anyways, we'll see. It were, it's been crazy. Been a busy, busy time. But uh, it is bedtime for us. And so, if you're asleep, wake up. It's time for you to get going at work, whatever you're doing. If you're in the car, don't uh, fall asleep. If you, yeah, hopefully, yeah, if you are, wake up. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, friends, hey, appreciate you guys. Appreciate you listening all the way here to the end. We think you're wonderful jiggle people. Pop, pop. Lottie's going to sing you guys to sleep. Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff. I don't know how the English version I don't know. No, I have no idea. No idea what you're saying over there. I'm going to do my outro so that way Lottie can do it, and I'm just going to walk away. All right, friends, wait. Thanks for hanging out this week. With us, we appreciate you. And uh, for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio 94.7 COZY, we hope you'll join us in the future. We do thoroughly enjoy meeting those new positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bands of baboons. Baboons! If you don't want to miss the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and or follow us on social media at Fleur and Bill. If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You will find all the links down below. Thank you so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you to the moon and back and to Mars and back. Next week, we will discuss chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone through the trap door. We would love to welcome you back here in our cozy little cottage for that. We know it's not much, but it's home. I hit the microphone again with my chin. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.